Greetings, beloved friends, and welcome to our podcast where we will be discussing sex in the city. Sex in the city, and here am I with uh, my three uh, panelists, and I'll start over um, with the man, gentleman sitting next to me to introduce himself, and we go by the line and quickly get into the discussion of the day. Hello, everyone. I am Sonny. Hi, Mashita. Hello, I am Elias. Okay, thank you so much, guys, and welcome. And greatly appreciate the fact that you accepted to be part of this podcast because we are going to be digging deep into your closets, trying to find out what you guys know about sex in the city. What is really happening? Well, maybe to define the topic, sex in the city, we're not talking about gender in the city, we're talking about coitus, sexual intercourse. You know, in the city, if you understand what I'm saying, that's what we're talking about. And where is this coming from? I know you guys um, um, are into the social media uh, thing, and you've known of Mashurugu um, Harare. You know, people from other towns complaining that guys and ladies in Harare, who they will deal with you and deal with your heart, and you're done, and you know, um, um, sex you until you are finished and they let you go and leave you. I've also heard of my baby Shitunguiza, that you know, you date someone from Shitunguiza, you are finished. I'm coming closer home, and I've also heard about the young men and young women of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, that mm, if you really want to be chopped very fast and then left alone, you ought to be in a relationship with a, an Adventist young man or young woman, they will introduce you to the game very fast. Faster. These are just things that I see. And, you know, here, Elias, I want your few words of introduction as I come down to Mazui and Sunny, and you guys introduce this thing to us. Over to you. Okay, uh, sex in the city. Well, uh, we're in the city, we're in Harare, and I personally stay in the avenues. So, like, I'm bombarded with such scenes every day. We know this is the place where the Thai vendors actually are much more rampant. So, yeah, uh, this is actually a timely topic. And uh, these are some of the things that are not said freely out there. But I think we just need to address uh, this and maybe get to the root cause. I think it's just important to get to the root cause of why and why and how is it happening so that we can find a solution to such a pandemic that is actually ravaging us more than the current pandemic. Thank you. The men in the avenues will have a lot to tell us about the activities in the avenues. Sex in the city, Marjo. Sex in the city, I just have one line. We're in Arari. Yes. And that explains a lot. Explains a lot of things. Yes. Okay, Sana. Well, when I think of sex in the city, I think of how the world around us is changing. Uh-huh. You know, how sex has become very much accessible. You know, for example, just a couple of examples, sex is advertised in our daily newspapers. Uh-huh. If you open the classifieds, it's, uh-huh. it's there. You know, as well as now sex being normalized, there's no show you watch on TV or Netflix which doesn't have sex, uh-huh. which has become very um, normal, where these people who are having sex are not even married and they have multiple sex partners where we are watching it and it's got one, two, 13 seasons. Uh-huh. We, we are watching it and it's in our minds now. Wow. So, and then also activities as people where 
um, we are taking Western ways and now we're having bachelor and bachelorette parties uh-huh. uh, with strippers and all that kind of stuff. So uh-huh. sex has now taken over our livelihoods. Wow. Where it has now become part of our daily. Where we used to say the city is your daily. You know, you wake up, you go to the uh-huh. city, you do your work. But now sex is now in the city. So uh-huh. our daily um, doings is now also like sex. Wow. Great introductions from my fellow panelists. And uh, um, you see, I love the fact that we are all accepting and agreeing um, to the existence of sexual activity in the city. Not just sexual activity in the city, but sexual activity. I want to bring this closer home that has even come to knock on our own doors. That our day-to-day lives, like Sane said, are now filled with sexual activities you know we see this we do this uh, did you get those two statements yes, yes. we see this and we and we do this and so our first part of call maybe of the discussion I'll throw this to Margie to say uh, um, I want us to lay a background of accepting that this is happening and I don't want you to be prophetic about it I want you to let me know that this is happening I'm going to tell you also that it's happening. But I first want to hear it from you. Let's talk about it, that it is happening, and it's happening to us, our friends, people we see around, and even the people that we live with. It is happening. That's what I believe. But I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to, 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 to talk about. Mazu, you take this, and Sunny, then we go to um, um, Elias. That this is happening, right? Yeah. OK. Since this is a gloves off discussion, mm-hmm. okay, uh, <clears throat> let me just say this. It's really difficult to be Narari and not to be taking part in these activities of quaters or copulation of procreation, even though we are not creating anything. It's yeah. quite easy yeah. for, mm-hmm. for me to just walk into a pharmacy and then say, I, want, I need a morning after because they know mm-hmm. that. This is what? It's a plan B. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't deal with plan A, yeah. which is God's plan. Yeah. I need a plan B, which yeah. is my plan, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And they know that it's there, mm-hmm. right? Might mess, with, mess up with you, like your system and everything else, but we're doing it oh, yeah. either ways. Um, we believe that doing it right now, number one, it safeguards your relationship. Because number... Like I said initially, we are in Harare. And by we are in Harare, it means you do as the Harareans do, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. easy to be in Harare and not be a Ferrari. It's not easy. It's, it's quite difficult. So what I'm going to say is sex in the city. Okay, let me not. Okay, I think let me just end here for now. Okay. We really wanted to hear um, what anyway she had to say. But we're happy with the fact that it's happening. You know, yeah. we're waking up in the morning. Um, um, well, if it's not the lady buying the morning after pill, you're buying it for her uh, so that you make sure nothing really, you know, goes amiss. Sunny. So then plan A is not there. Oh, yeah. For me, um, this whole sex in the city was more of a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at university, I came back from my internship and I did my internship at local government. So the first day at work, I got there, I took out my laptop, I'm ready. And within 15 minutes of being there and everyone comes into the room, the first topic was sex. Oh, yeah. 
And I found it very funny because like it was my first time really working in a work environment where you're with other colleagues, other people who are much older than you. And people are just talking about it all jokingly, jokingly speaking about, hey, hey it's, it's, it's better to sleep with someone's wife. And me, I'm finding it's very hilarious. I'm laughing, thinking, oh, today was a funny day. Throughout the day, that was just the topic. I came back in the next day, same topic, just something else. The fourth day, I finished the week, the topic was sex. And in my head, I'm thinking, have Zimbabweans become specialists in sex where mm -hmm. that's all we can talk about? Mm -hmm. The second week, third week, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to be here for three months. <laughs> and this is all I'm going to hear. Yeah. Where it was now such a rude awakening that I didn't want to go to work. I think I skipped it a few times because I didn't enjoy it. It seemed like that's all people were going to speak about. And it became so normal, I got used to it. And we half the time people weren't working, but they would rather speak about this. And remember, I was an intern, so everyone in that room was an intern. So I think we were only two guys and maybe eight girls. And the head of the internship program was a man who moved his phone line into our office for certain reasons, obviously, of the numbers in that room and the ratios. And his other friend also moved his phone line into the intern's room where these guys would be leading these discussions. And we were pretty young and you're seeing these young girls are very much accustomed because we were all in university. Then these other people were married men and they were talking about sex and how they don't mind to buy weaves and food for girls which they're sleeping with. Where with time I then realized like, hey, these guys are, you know, yeah. they are offering. Yeah. And these girls, lo and behold, mm -hmm. every other day they were having hot dogs, which these men were buying <laughs> for a dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So okay. that's when I realized, you know, this okay. is... Okay, okay. all right, sir. <laughs> okay, Elias. So well, this is more like the, my, the acceptance statement, right? Yeah. 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 So it will only be foolish not to accept that yeah. sex is happening. And yeah. it's, you know, it's not foolish. You know, well, one of the things that made HIV and AIDS uh, kill most of our people back mm -hmm. in the 90s mm -hmm. was denial. Someone would just deny. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm okay. Some people would just die and then later on it would discover that it was AIDS. But someone would just deny that he's infected. And denial will only lead to our infection with this pandemic. Right. And we are only going to see the negative results. We have got unwanted pregnancies. We have got a lot of abortions going on. It can't be said, but it's happening. And the saddest part is it's even happening in the church. You know. So if we fail to accept this, I think recently there's sort of a challenge that's going on with school kids. Schools have opened and we have seen... And you. A lot of kids are like shooting videos, doing, you know, some of the things that we wouldn't do during our days are happening now. So sex is, is actually starting even as early as 12. Kids in primary school are, are, are having sex. So if we fail to accept it, we are going to fail to address it and fail to find a solution to the thing. So sex is real and it is happening. That's a fact. Okay. So thank you so much for, for the clear, lovely, beautiful acceptance. So to any listener out there, we are all agreeing here that sex is real and we are doing it you are doing it and we are here to say okay now that we have this thing that we are so in love with and we so enjoy to do yet we know at the back of our minds that we are not meant to be doing that until or unless 
we are married, you know. So we then, the first part of call was to say, okay, let's, let's accept the depths of this, you know. But I want to, I want to get into something here and say, uh, um, 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 Sani, how did we get to start? Maybe look, looking for another way of putting this. Um, you know that when we were growing up, we have different ages, but uh, it's, almost, it's almost close. When we were growing up, sex was taboo in terms of speech. To say each and every time anyone would speak about sexual intercourse, coitus itself, they would be labeling numerous don'ts. Don't do this. Do this, don't 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 do this. So amidst all those don'ts, how did we as a people or young people find ourselves having sex in the midst of the don'ts? I, I personally believe we have reached this point of our culture had a lot of don'ts, but we are now trying to embrace western culture more and how we so, so are you saying we are having sex get me right not they are you saying we are having sex because we are you know getting into the western culture or we started having sex amidst the don'ts because we were becoming slightly westernized i feel like we started being comfortable because the don'ts really made a lot of people uncomfortable. You know, as we heard earlier about the whole people were afraid to address the HIV situation because no one really wanted to talk about having sex. Now we find it easier to have sex because all of us have subscribed to Netflix. We are watching shows where every day a show has sex, where we have become more... I'd say uh, more neutralized, diluted to the thought of sex where it's now a normal activity. Okay, all right. So if I get you right, you are saying we began to have sex amidst the don'ts because we have been neutralized in terms of the don'ts that we had been given. Okay, all right. Mazu. Okay. Um, sex was always there, even from the beginning. The problem that I have with the church before is that there was a lot of don'ts and not a lot of how do you do it, right? Because when you start, is it Genesis, the first commandment that was given after there was Eve was be fruitful and multiply, go there, you know? But it didn't state, like, if the church had come and said, okay, Adam was given to Eve, yes. Uh, Eve was given to Adam, vice versa. And however, the church will say, don't, don't, it's a taboo like you're saying, right? And then the, the world, the Netflix, the chilling and everything else, it's all out there. It's the only channel that you go to, and I'm going to say 90% of the youth who don't even like it right now, Z-World. There is no sex on Z-World. When they just want to do sex, they just fall on the bed and that's it. And the next day you hear, you just see the eyes and you know because sex happened there. That's the, that's the type of taboo that they have, right? And they don't do it. And right now you go to Netflix or maybe you're just watching a cartoon. Even Mickey Mouse kisses Minnie Mouse and you see, oh, okay. 
So this is how it's progressing, right? You're, you're leaving it to the world to pervert something that was made by God. Clearly, he says that this was good. Sex is good. But where is sex good at, right? Because you left us and most of, the, most of us right now, or this generation that we have, we thank God that we're having this podcast right now, that the future generation, maybe the statistics may go down a bit. Yeah, exactly. So the problem with this generation is we had a lot of don'ts and, and a lot of, uh, we didn't have a lot of how do you do this. And then there was Beyonce showing me how to do this. There's Cardi B telling me how do you do this and that I will not say how she says mm -hmm. it, but yeah. Cardi B says it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I don't want to lie, there was a time, mm -hmm. yes, there was a time that I was a very strong Cardi B fan, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I would sing those things and say, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm this and I'm that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Very strong, right? Mm -hmm. And the good thing about habit and behavior is yeah. it can be learned, right? Mm -hmm. You know the whole rule that you take 21 days to do this oh, and yeah. 21, oh, yeah. it was on repeat. Every oh, time yeah. I go into, in the morning, I want to bath. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the song that I have. I start mm -hmm. my day with that song. And it's telling me, Maji, you have to do this. You have to mm -hmm. be a bad this. You have to mm -hmm. be a bad mm -hmm. that. And you have to do it like this, and you yeah. do it. So, yes. so yeah, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. And the church is coming, and it's saying, "Don't do this." Card is coming and telling me, "Oh, uh, you do it like this," and I'm like, "Ah, yeah. oh, card seems nicer," you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. definitely, card oh, means. Yeah. So we had that gap. We had that gap. There's you know? that gap, uh -huh. and you have uh -huh. a huge gap to fill because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's not just Cardi B. Yeah. You go to the whole hip hop industry, yeah. and you listen to the music that's there. You listen to, and I was also a strong Nicki Minaj yeah. fan. And yeah. she's coming. She's telling me, "Oh, my yeah. what? What wants yeah. this?" And oh, okay, he's yeah. gonna do this. And I'm like, "Oh yes, this is it." You know, <laughs> we are going to flow. We are going, and Definitely. I come to church yeah. and I hear, mm. yeah. My hope is built on. There's no sex that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And right now, this mm -hmm. is my time. Mm -hmm. There's the estrogen, there's the yeah. progesterone that's yeah. coming in yeah. my side. And my boyfriend yeah. has his testosterone coming in yeah. strong on him. We yeah. are just there, we are sitting, and my hope is built. And then after church, we are going to listen to Cardi B. He's listening to Lil Wayne. Yeah. And we're yeah. saying, ah, there's know, something that there's the charisma. Better. Yes, there's yeah. the charisma in Lil Wayne and the mm -hmm. charisma in Nicki Minaj. And we're saying, okay, we have been told how to do this. Yeah. Okay, let's just do it. Because oh, yeah. Nicki Minaj wasn't married up until mm -hmm. recently. Lil Wayne has been having what I don't know. He's the yeah. first that he's been yeah. having. And you, yeah. you see it on TMZ. You see it mm -hmm. everywhere that you see it. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, oh, okay, she's not pregnant. She's 35. She's doing something. I can do this. I can get away and with still this. Yeah. So trust me, we will listen to what is being said and we will listen to reason. And if your mm -hmm. reason does not compare to the one that is on, that the world is giving, I will just go to the world. So we go, we got to act. We started acting because the one who was meant to be giving us the good side yes. had a bunches of dance. Yes. When the bad teacher had a lot of good teachings to give. I, I, I don't know if you got that. That the yes. bad teacher had a lot of good teachings to give. Eh? Uh, telling you on how, why, and the benefits of this and, and A, B, C, and D. And, and we find ourselves... Um, Deep in the act, huh? Elias, it's your turn. Yeah, so um, as my friends were talking, I was actually like overwhelmed with this deep sense that we are in a crisis. Because like they've noted on media, media has had a great impact on how we have been so sexually active. You know, back in the days, like we, we did not have access to the internet, we didn't have access to YouTube. Actually, last night I was uh, given a side by my friend that um, 
that makes you download movies you can watch movies online but after you subscribe to that site my phone this morning it was pumped with six uh sites like porn sites some voice calls some, you know people are bombarded and one one or the other you may be tempted to open and see boys like there'll be naked ladies and all you know you see so media has had a great impact in how we're so sexual active and another thing i'm talking now from the teenage side Peer pressure has something to do with that as well. Boys, I remember in, 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 in our days, hero, heroism, even up to now, heroism is measured by how many ladies you sleep with. How good are you in like convincing a girl to sleep with you? You know, and, and if you if you if, if if you don't have sex at that age, if you don't have sex, you don't fit among your peers. So you just have to be like that so that at least you can, you, you, you feel like a man, you feel like a part of it. And I remember from then, from high school, I did apprenticeship and I've been in the industry probably for more than 10 years now. In the, in the, the industry is one of the places where, like the, where sex is spoken about. And people talk about sex like breakfast, lunch, ABCD, you know. You, you, you it's are, eaten in the morning, yes, afternoon and evening. You evening. see, <laughs> they talk about that thing like that's the step of food, you know. And so we are surrounded in such an environment. That environment shapes our personalities. They, oh. they shape the way we think. And in the end, we just tend to be inclined to sex. All right. I'll, I'll hold you right there. So, so, so whosoever is listening at this moment, yes, I'm, pro, I'm, I'm sure wherever they are, they are, you know, yeah, you, you are also, you know, understanding how you started on your own. We were trying to outline how we started, you know, and we're giving you to say, no, for us, largely it was, a, I mean, we wanted to experiment out on this thing we are being told not to do, and we, are, we finally started doing it. And, I mean, we, we have been enjoying it for quite some time. Now, because of time, we need to, 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 to move and wrap up. So we have been doing this for quite some time now. Yet we know it's wrong. The Bible says, don't do it. We know we are only meant to have sexual intercourse when we are now married. But we are continuing to do this. So the question then is, what is it that we are seemingly benefiting from premarital coitus? What is it that we are seemingly benefiting from premarital sex that keeps us in the game until we get married? By the way, this is not a blame game, eh? because I know many married people right now, including elders and pastors, uh, they thank God for the day they got married. Because they got married so that they don't have the guilt of having sex before marriage. If you understand what I'm saying, many of us are in that particular realm. That we got married so that we do away with the guilt of continuously having sex outside marriage. It's not like we are holy or many of the elders are holier than all of us. No, many of the guys were doing it. So the question now is, why are we continuing to do it when we know it is wrong? What is it that we are benefiting from premarital um, that is a very good question and for me personally I believe it's because we are justifying our actions and you see this through um, like if you look on classifieds 
there are things which are advertised there where they talk about a massage parlor where you you are saying that you're going for a massage but these places offer what they call extras mm. Mm. and these extras you you determine what they are okay where we are lying to ourselves that you know I'm just going for a massage and a lot of the youth in the church are falling victim to that a massage yes where they're with going extras. for a mas- and a massage with the extras <laughs> that these same places also offer bachelor party um packages where even just before we get married we're telling ourselves it's one last time you know where you invite these people and they come and they give you and all your friends massages with extras where half the time we are adding it into our lives where we are about to go get married uh, but let's do this one last time where we see ourselves as youth people are now helping each other to go to these places and achieve these goals where they say okay one last time for our friend but remember another friend will get married and you'll be another one last time for the friend and another one and another one where we we are lying to ourselves and comforting ourselves that no i'm not really having sex i'm going for a massage but once you're there hmm. uh, saying that you won't get the extras is uh, something else okay elias ah so yeah <clears throat> uh why we are still doing it i like it when she said when she talked about hormones it's something that is just natural in us. No one needs to have a degree or PhD to have sex, right? It is just some tools that we put in us by God, you know. And if we put ourselves in mostly compromising uh, positions, we find ourselves are doing it just like uh, petrol and fire. The moment they meet, there's going to be a spark, right? There's going to be a fire. I mean, yeah. So we are doing it mostly because at times we just allow ourselves to be in compromising positions. You know, and when we are in such compromising positions, sex is in, is inevitable. And the other thing is just that, like she said as well, it's enjoyable. It's it's something that's enjoyable, so much that uh, it bypasses all the reasoning that you have heard. Probably you you know the principles and all, but the moment you are in that enclosure, let me call it that, you know that that, that yeah that that enclosure of emotions and all, all reason is bypassed, is disengaged, and only the passions rule you know so the one of the reasons that you are doing this was it's it's enjoyable it is enjoyable and it is just natural you know and the fact that we at times were just letting loose finding ourselves probably we are alone in my bedroom we are alone you know, one way or the other you find yourself doing it you know so that's one 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 of the reasons why even we know that it is wrong we, we continue to do it yes <clears throat> um from a liberal perspective, um, there is one motto that we as millennials have, it's you only live once, right? So I'm thinking to myself, especially right now amidst the COVID pandemic, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'm in my house alone. I'll just come out of the door, catch COVID, die, and then I haven't enjoyed myself, you see? But the one thing that we forget is we are in the world, but not of the world, right? That's number one. Or we are in Harare, but not of Harare, yeah. right? And we forget that we are waiting for the second coming. We have a second life to live. And we forget that sometimes um, what we do right now in our first life, right, 
will de determine what happens to you. Will you, will you live the second life or not, right? So sometimes we actually need to remember this. But being in Arari, right? We have to be very honest with each other right now. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not a theology person, but I'm going to ask um, said Corinthians, like the people in Corinthians, um, I think they're credited to the people of Las Vegas, you know, the, the area where what happens in Vegas stays in, in Vegas. And in Zimbabwe, what happens in Arara stays in Arara, or it's what happens in Blawayo, I don't know which, which city, but um, what happens there stays there. And as a young woman working, a woman working in the streets, I'm going to tell you this. Um, it's, it's really hard to say no to people in Arari. Please don't, don't judge me. No, we're not. Uh, we, <laughs> we want to hear these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is what happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, you just go outside, right? And... Put it out there. We just want to hear these things <laughs> and help each other. To, okay. So that, yeah. Yeah. So the question is mm. simple, but then maybe the question can be directed to other people as well. How do you handle with a situation like this? You're coming out, you have your bonds in your pocket, so, yeah, right? And you want to go to the bus, the Zupko bus. You go to the Zupko bus, there's a huge line there. And then you're almost late for work, for school, for anything that you have to go to, right? You then decide, okay, let me, let me, do, let me hitchhike and, and go to work or to school, wherever you're going. You go there, you're, you're a woman, you're, you have your curves, you have your smile. Okay, we can't see the smiles now, but you have your eyes. And I don't know how men have a way of saying, I like your eyes. You and know? all those yes, sweet things. Those sweet things. And that say, get the things happening. Just drop your mask. Let's see. Mm. I think you're pretty, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then you're there. And this happens on an average. Let's just give the average girl who's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. your average girl. Mm -hmm. This happens to you like five times a day, right? And you see people throwing comments at you. Mm, mm. And th these are cute comments. Mm -hmm. And you have your boy from church. It's, 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 it's He's tough. Stuck there. He's stuck. He doesn't even see that you're pretty. Quoting. Yes, he doesn't even see that you're pretty. Your boyfriend is there. He's yeah. in Mutari. Mm -hmm. He's stuck there. Mutari, there's nothing going mm -hmm. on. It's a very mm -hmm. slow town, you know. Mm -hmm. you, you, if anyone sees, sees the guy walking with a tatenda or yeah. with a Melissa, people mm -hmm. will be like, we saw your boyfriend walking with this so oh, and so. Yeah. But in Arara, I walk with you. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know that you're a pastor. Yeah. And yeah. then the next time I'm with Sunny, no one mm -hmm. even knows Sunny. You're two totally mm -hmm. different circles, mm -hmm. you know, right? Mm -hmm. And in Arara, there are a lot of circles, yeah. right? You, you get to meet a big man who mm -hmm. comes to you. One day I got a lift and then he looked at me. Mm -hmm. He said, ah, where are you coming from? He said, are you coming from school? I'm like, no, work, okay. So do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, yes. Okay, I have a wife. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Um, would you want to... You, you see my car, right? And this is me, I'm walking. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. towards October, and yeah. you know the rains are coming. I don't even have yeah. an umbrella. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> okay, coming from town and yeah. going yeah. to the buses. And I'm yeah. thinking social yeah. distance and the Zuko, yeah. I'm there, you yeah. know? Yeah. So you're there, and it's like, I have a wife. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm... Um, would you want someone like me? And I'm looking at myself and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, this yeah. man is twice, okay, yeah. two, three times bigger than me. Yeah. If he just yeah. gets on top, I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
You know, I was like, ah, no, 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 mm. thank you. Mm-hmm. But do you see the type of pressure yes, that's yes. there? Mm-hmm. People are honest with you. I mm-hmm. just want to do this with you. Then I do not on. have money. Yeah. I am yeah. just starting out in this world, and this yeah. is Harare, like I've been yeah. saying a, a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. Rentals in Harare are tough. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I get a Pastor Brian, I get a Sunny, yeah. I get a this and a yeah. that. Okay, so he caters. me up. Yeah, you see, and I'm, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, he yeah. caters for this, he caters yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. And then he will buy the morning. This one is the one who buys the morning afters, yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And this one is the one who buys this one. Mm-hmm. So you, you, mm-hmm. you see the dilemma that yeah. the girls in Harare yeah. are in. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, how long will you say no to these people? And you're <laughs> working, and in Harare, it's not like Mutare, where town is five, five yeah. kilometers away from home, and you can just walk okay. any, yeah. any residential area in, in Mutare, you can walk. In Harare, to go to DZ from town, to go to Chitungwiza from town, you're thinking to yourself, if he's saying, with this whole transport issue and the whole petrol situation, it's expensive, and he's saying, I'll drive you there, Ah, I'll I'll just Mm. give in. So that's the problem that we are having. Okay. You know, friends, we we really have had um, um, a talk that is revealing to us that really this is happening out there. Sex in the city is real. But yes, it is real then so what? And in these last few minutes, not more than three maybe, I just want us to say to one another, I love the fact that we have come out to accept the existence of sexual activities in the city. But however, we as Christians understand and know that God in the scriptures intended that sexual activity be done between a married man and a married woman. But I know as much as we have accepted that this has been happening, we need a way of getting out of this. We need means of getting out of this tricky, difficult, and tough space that we find ourselves in as young people growing up in Harare, growing up in big, busy cities we find ourselves exposed to all these things that Masvi was putting out across here. we find ourselves exposed, even as men, we find ourselves exposed to all those things. And we are saying, what then do we have to say to a young person out there who is listening, who is deeply involved in this, and they're saying, but no, I understand, this is wrong. When I started it, it was all because of A, B, C, and D. But in the space and realm that I'm in, I really want this to come to an end and to a stop. And I want you guys to, I want to give you guys 30 good seconds, each person, to tell me your possible way out, your possible way out to this current challenge that we have as young people growing up in the city, to this current coitus challenge we have as young people 30 good seconds and we wrap it up as a pastor i will try and also wrap up in 30 seconds and we close up this discussion of sex in the city elias i start with you your 30 seconds my guy start now (laughs) yeah uh this is uh difficult to be honest and uh it's almost a mission impossible because it's now more of a way of life it's now more like the bread and butter of life in Harare and maybe probably in every other city. So probably uh, setting the courses that I've noted uh, whereby, uh, you know, uh, maybe because of media, media issues and peer pressure, I would just encourage 
uh, my friends out there. Let's just stay principled. Because there is the negative side of sex uh, before marriage. They probably, we, we just didn't dig into it, but there is a very ugly negative side of sex uh, before marriage. So let's just think of the consequences, you know, of the results of sex uh, before marriage. And let, let's just stick uh, to principle. And uh, let's just try to, to watch what we see, what we read, what we listen to. And probably try to seek good company. Company that always reminds us that there's more to live for in life than just sex. Because otherwise people just uh, sleep it through, they use you, and in the end, you know. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Mazri. Okay. Um, I'm going to take this also from a biblical perspective. And um, I... Like I said, I'm not a pastor or a theological person, but I remember um, that God wants the heart of a person. So if you give your heart to God, he's able to change your habits from a biblical perspective. And also we need to remember that with doing sexually immoral stuff, there are other things that come along with it. Like he was saying, the negative impact of having sex before marriage. There's a lying, there's a deception, there's the selfishness as well that comes in line with with that um, having sex before marriage as well. So just give it to God. Even your habits will change. Don't give, don't, okay, I'll, I'll lie to people. Let me just stop here. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, this is a very difficult one, but um, I believe taking the time to understand what is pushing you to do these things that half the time maybe it's the freedom you have that's why sometimes i tell me and my friends like hey we have to stay in our mother's houses until we're married if it means staying in your mother's house where there's a curfew of seven o'clock where you don't have anywhere to be doing these things sometimes it's all about evaluating what is causing you to really find the stuff very accessible sometimes it's the freedom you have sometimes it's the time you have Sometimes you're not really putting your time to very good use. So I just feel sometimes we just really need to evaluate our lives and see where we're really going wrong and find solutions which are best catered to us. Thank you so much, guys. I mean, to, to any young person listening out there and also inclusive to my um, uh, uh, panelists, we really have a great work and hard work to do before us. It would have been better if we had not started. So for those that have not begun, please, there is no joy beyond premarital sex. In actual fact, you are entering into a realm that is filled with regret, filled with a lot of fear, where in each and every second you are not sure whether she is pregnant or she is not, filled with a lot of potential abortions, filled with a lot of lies and deception as he was putting it across. So, for whosoever has not yet started, never start. Wait and wait. It is worth the wait, Sana. It is worth the wait because you will discover that for many couples I've sat down to counsel, many of those that have engaged in premarital sex have less or close to non-sexual satisfaction after marriage. Because their level of comparison is higher. But blessed be the one who has not engaged in anything. For the only thing that they know is that which they've experienced in their home. And believe me, you, it becomes the best of them all. Because they don't know they them all. If you get what I mean. And unfortunately, there are some 
who have already begun to do this and have engaged, you are better off correcting it before it corrects you, before it eats you up and finishes you up. That at the end of the day, you remain with nothing to then give later on in life. You guys have given out possible solutions to this. Look at your companions. You know the people that encourage you to engage in sexual activity. You know the songs, the um, uh, movies or whatsoever that excite the hormones that are inside you. You're no longer the same because you now know how it feels and tests. So you will rather do and then enjoy, I mean, work on the regret after. But I wish to say it is better off to begin to deal with this now. Remember what the scriptures say in the book of Philippians. Finally, brethren, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is kind, think upon these things. And be reminded, premarital sex, no matter how known, common it has become in the city, it is still a sin in the eyes of God. So go back to the closet, pray for the forgiveness of sin, and walk out a free man or a free woman, never to sin again. God bless you. Let's meet again in the next podcast. And I hope you have benefited something from our discussion today. God bless you.